वेलकम टू बिल्ड टू स्केल द पॉडकास्ट फ्रॉम यूपीएस स्कूल ऑफ बिजनेस वेर वी डाइव इन टू द जर्नीज ऑफ टॉप स्टार्टअप फाउंडर्स एंड अनकवर द सीक्रेट्स टू देयर सक्सेस ज्वाइन अस एज वी एक्सप्लोर द चैलेंजेस ट्रायम्स एंड लेसन्स लर्न अलॉन्ग द वे एंड डिस्कवर वॉट इट टेक्स टू बिल्ड अ कंपनी दैट कैन ट्रूली स्केल In this podcast, we discuss a range of subjects like what artificial intelligence is, the rise of artificial intelligence and ChatGPT, and how AI can help in solving some of the most pressing challenges that humanity faces. So, hello, Sean, and uh, welcome to Build to Scale. My name is Rahul, and I'm the director of UPS School of Business, and I'm very glad that uh, you are here. Ishan runs Deep Singh, which is an artificial intelligence company. So, Ishan, if maybe you can explain uh, to us what is Deep Singh and and little bit about your background also. How did you you know land up creating an AI company? First of all, thank you, Rahul, for this invite. I think uh, it's a very important sort of things to cover. We are living in the age of AI right now, so I think it's good to cover these points just to help understand ourselves and probably help. other people also who are part of this conversation obviously i am ishan i run a company called deep sync and we are a generative ai company you know when i say what generative ai it has become sort of a hype in the recent months after gpt and all came but we were building this technology almost 2 years before the word even came on google as a mainstream word right and we started the company back in 2020 the idea was that we were seeing three things happening in the world at that time the first we were seeing ai getting more smarter in its algorithmic manner to do more and more sophisticated jobs as a technology number 2 we were seeing gpus which the ai relies on heavily to train itself as a competition unit getting relatively cheaper so they were getting more affordable for engineers to train these systems on and number 3 which was the most critical sort of point for us to start this company we were seeing india consuming content never before this is a time when jio came into the picture and there was an explosion of cheap internet for people to consume large amounts of content and we thought is it possible one day that ai can not just assistant content but can create content and there was no word to define this thing because the word generative ai did not exist at that time right so i think i gave a talk back in 2020 in tokyo in japan introduced this concept to the world at that time and many people were a bit skeptical that is it even possible ai doing content by talking about that just seems like a far fetched fantasy and today the same people are building these tools they're investing in these tools because the potent combination of ai data and gpus were just in the right mix to create these things so we specialize in building generative ai tools our company has built everything from ground up and it's built in india that's i'm really proud of that part so we are built in india but we are building it for the world as a whole bharat being a big market for us obviously we focus on providing dubbing technology which basically means that we can take any source video as an input be it hindi tamil telugu and the ai can then dub that video in multiple languages with very little human intervention so ai does the dubbing but humans are there to ensure that the dubbing is 100% accurate for the end clients because ai doesn't have a self referential loop it doesn't know if it has done a good or bad job it just does its job but humans are very good at judgment they can understand if the work was perfect if it was subpar or average so they can guide the ai to do the job much more faster our pitch to our clients is that we can do the same work that a large company does with lakhs of rupees for the video we can do that almost 10 times cheaper and 10 times faster at the same quality 
of a technology and that this is by its nature we are generative a technology by that reason yep and tell us a little bit about your background and how did you end up creating this company what's your background and so i was thinking very early on what were the things that would impact humans in the long run and this was a time when there was no ai and even computers that i was using were just bare minimum and in college this sparked to much more degree i went to srm university it's in it's in chennai i did my computer science there for 4 years there was i was exposed to a lot of things like iot internet of things uh, blockchain at that time ai obviously right uh, robotics everything and those things sparked my interest more than any other thing right and i sort of made my mind to do something in college i started a company it was a content company but helped me learn a lot about how to build a startup and i loved the part of being in the center of working with great people be it product be it engineering be it design be it marketing sales i love being part of every team and i love to be hands on with these people and that sort of helped me build my idea that i wanted to become an entrepreneur at least to contribute to these things after that i worked in germany for a while post that i was working in startups in bangalore but i came to realize that either i have to become this person behaving in this structure or i can go out and carve my own path and so i left the job and uh, we started the company we were hopeful we were lucky because we were able to raise venture capital from some really good folks when we started the company we raised around 2.25 crores it was a large amount of money for someone who comes in this area for the first time but that money helped us build the technology that we are currently pioneering and we're selling it to large clients and i'm kind of curious when in and for an artificial intelligence company why do you spend money on like why do you need so much of money to build a company the thing is that 2 crores sound like a lot of money it might sound a lot of money from a perspective of an individual it would sound okay what i'm going to do with the money it's just too much but from a company's perspective that money goes very quickly because you are investing in hiring people you're investing in having office space for instance we were investing a lot of money in gpus training the algorithms they're able to do the job of a lot of computational work much more faster compared to a cpu but they are expensive machines by its very nature because they are very specialized tools and obviously companies like nvidia have been the pioneers of gpus all the ai that you see today gpt or dali or alphago all these big systems that we admire today in in our world today were trained on gpus without gpus they would not have happened because training would have taken them hundreds or thousands of years to do which you can do with gpus or supercomputers in a matter of a few months for example so gpus are essential to the explosion of ai that we are seeing right now that competition unit to train these bigger models for it to learn so when you training speech models or video models or text models without gpus they cannot be trained to that level of accuracy in turnaround time at least for me slightly kind of confusing i want to understand when you say training an algorithm yeah. so maybe you can like break it down what is an algorithm what does it mean by training an algorithm and then within this how does the gpu kind of fits in i mean let's imagine any algorithm for example let's say i'm trying the ai to teach to distinguish between car and uh, maybe a bike how do i let the ai understand it i give it a lot of images of cars and i give it a lot of examples of bikes i'm trying the ai to understand the difference between these two by trying to build a map in its mind of what it means to be a car so what do i do to train the algorithm i give it a lot of pictures and the ai's job is to build representation of those two things and that representation is what we call training you are in some sense providing video and voice based solution so what are these solutions and why do you think it's an important piece of work in very pioneering you know like you said right i mean we are recording a podcast right now this podcast will go in the form of audio and video to probably hundreds and thousands of people to listen to them and uh, 
because we speak in english right now only people who understand english can understand it a person who speaks in hindi or speaks in tamil telugu cannot extract the information from this podcast because he or she doesn't speak hindi or english right our job what we are doing is pioneering this exact same thing we are solving this problem of language uh dissociation by dubbing a video in multiple languages so same amount of content which i'm speaking right now can be dubbed in 40 languages in a way that is context relevant so when i use a term ai or i use a term gpus they can be maintained in the context of that language so these people who don't speak english can understand it we don't understand ai as well a lot of people who write these algorithms test these algorithms sometimes are themselves amazed yeah and so who will be in charge in terms of the advance of these technologies over the next 100 years or or tens of years or ai as of we see right now is really really good at doing those tasks that has a perfect goal around it for example write a poetry to me i'll write a poetry for you uh you know uh, write this particular paragraph for me or make this image for me it can do that these things very very well right and but humans are good at judging these things if they impact a certain industry or not like for example because i'm talking to my client my particular customer and the customer tells me that this is what my requirement is okay this is what i have to do to achieve my business goals right i can use ai assist with ai to get those goals done right but that's i think at least from my perspective that's what ai currently is very good at how it evolves beyond that is yet to be seen i mean i cannot comment on it because no expert can really comment on it because happening so fast it's even for us it's very hard to comprehend where it might go one day yeah and i i've been hearing a lot of debates around like ethics of ai and quote a technology which is slightly 10 years or 15 years before ai was this technology of gene editing called crispr right and which basically means that if you want to create superhuman babies and babies with x kind of eyes and such qualities you can actually do that and the question was then we can do this but should we be doing these are these kind of debates happening in your circles also around we are now beyond the line of should or shouldn't that debate is no longer gone people are not even asking this question should we do should we do but we are asking out here what is driving us is can it happen can it happen can i create a machine that can write poetry very very well can i create a machine that can do this that well we are not asking should we create a machine yeah but should do you think do we should be that? asking definitely i think if we don't ask it then we are in a very precarious position let's imagine implications of not asking those questions let's say today go home you see a news that ai has been created that can do 50% of all the jobs in the world let's assume that there's a news on your mobile phone that says that ai created in china or in us that claims to do 50% of all the jobs in the humans what will happen there'll be immediately a political backlash people will go on streets marching to restrict that ai to completely stop its development because it will create so much economic disparity it will create so much havoc between people who have those jobs were affected that will completely crumble down the social structure if people lose their jobs if there is mass unemployment with this particular ai who will pay for services if you are a business whose goal is to advance use ai for efficiency gains but if you don't have people who can buy your services who are you going to sell it to for example right so obviously there is a part of exponential growth which we have to understand that these are things are happening way too fast for us to understand there's also a concern about people's well-being like should we have an ai that can do this particular job even if we can and that's a question that i don't think engineers can take or developers can take or researchers can take because they're too busy building things we're too busy in the mania of 
right building things yeah. but how are you answering this and like to put your analogy in place like every time your algorithm dubs a video yeah. yeah. there is somebody who was doing who this job earlier yeah will lose his job and if you yeah. kind of so as you become more and more successful yeah. a lot of people who are in this dubbing translation business will actually go out of so how does one decides at least in my business i cannot claim this about every business because every business has its own efficiency that they want to enable in my business i don't think humans are going away anytime soon the reason being that it's just way too complex for ai to comprehend everything uh, humans are part of it because they work with ai to deliver superior results okay a transition company which does everything manually let's say they have every part of this pipeline that they do completely manually they have people who do the transcription manually people who do the translation manually then they have people who do the voice overs in a studio manually all these things right that takes in today's world that takes almost one week for one hour of video just imagine the time difference here one one week for one hour of dubbing to happen it costs a few lakh rupees minimum that money is out for most creators like you or me who create content we cannot afford 1 lakh rupees for one video it's not possible right but our technology can do that in 10000 rupees the same point of work because it works with ai plus human in the loop in yeah. some sense what you're saying is that in some sense democratizes exactly, certain kind exactly. of exactly but uh, humans are not humans are not some addition to it they are as essential to it as an ai is that's my point right without humans without the people who have the domain expertise who have spent decades understanding what context of languages means decades understanding how transition happens without them ai has zero understanding of it so it has to go hand in hand in my my perspective but for now because as you said we are at the stone age of artificial intelligence right as the machines become more and more smarter at some point they would not require this human intervention also like they will become autonomous they will be able to do a that's lot of that's a definite possibility i would not ignore it but here's a problem right i can be altruistic i can say okay it shouldn't happen people shouldn't lose their jobs but from a perspective of business owner it's in my interest to get efficiency for my clients so it's it's a very precarious position to be in the best that i can do as business owner is to be able to ensure that whatever i'm delivering to my customers my client is of the best quality if that requires a combination of humans plus ai in the loop it's a requirement it has to happen now to your question should it be done shouldn't be done and if it happens what will happen to humans the safest answer is that have to adapt i was seeing your your video from your tokyo talk where you were able to simulate the voice of mark zuckerberg and then i also heard this news where somebody was extorted a lot of money because the ai system was able to replicate the voice of their daughter and said i've been kidnapped by someone and please save me and then somebody else coming on and saying you know if you don't transfer this money and so people fell for this hoax so how will we as a society kind of ensure that deep fakes don't happen like where is the protection once you put a technology out there that is open source this is what happens we ensure against it because we don't allow cloning of voices unless we have a consent of a person like for example if you come to me and say okay i want to clone my voice you cannot just go to my platform and upload data to clone your voice that's that's not how it works right you have to sign a consent form you have to record your own voice it's like a captcha for voice we give you random sentences unless you record them in a specific time we will reject your voice cloning request for example okay because we know that you are trying to game the system for example so it is literally the onus is on the company who is providing the services to ensure the ethical side of it i am ensuring it for my business and for my companies and for my clients by building a proper consent form in the process is it standardized i mean i'll tell it you where i'm, where I'm yeah. coming from so if you let's say you want to release a drug today 
Hmm. Like if you want to release, want to get drug, FDA approved, for example. Yeah. There are so many hoops that you have to go through. There yes. is a process. There is a protocol, and all of these things. If you want to release a new Boeing seven nine nine, let's say, hmm. right? You there have is, to ensure the safety of yeah. it exactly. So, are those checks and balances there in the industry, or, or are we at the stone age of that also? Not today. I think, as I mentioned, we should again not always emphasize on this stone age analogy. But I was trying to just say that we are in a process where things will move very, very fast for us. That we want to cope up with it. The technology is moving faster than the laws are catching up. Let's just put it like that. A lot of people in universities and in colleges who are listening to this podcast, they must be deeply worried. I mean, if I was in their age, I would be very, very worried that will I have a job? After four years, three years, and because, like you said, AI is is far good at doing a lot of things that that I could be doing. Like maybe the coding jobs will go away. If the translation jobs are going to go away, writing jobs, poetry. So, what would be your advice to like what to do now? Like I was mentioning, you know, before our podcast was that before industrial revolution came into picture, right? Before we had specialized jobs for maybe a driver of a car or an engineer or this or that, people were more generalists. people had more open mind toward their jobs were if you read a biography or if you just read a wikipedia page of people like aristotle or pythagoras you will see that these people had interests that were so far ranging the same guy was working in mathematics and he was amazing in mathematics obviously the same guy was working in poetry right what what happened why did that system of human thought of becoming too generalized to be able to think across wide domains to be interested in wide subjects becomes so specialized because of this revolution it was the demand of the economy to become specialized but with ai coming into picture it will try to take over the specializations because it can do that job very very well for example so humans will have to become generalists again we have to start adopting a mindset of of course doing what we do best but also at the same time trying to think through a generalist mindset across multiple cross cross domains and the best way to do this is of course put this into the education system educate people that this is happening this is not this is not 50 years away this will happen in the next decade it's coming it's happening right now it's happening in front of our eyes and if you don't adapt to it if you don't think through those implications you might not have a job human brains humans are very adaptable there's no question about it but they have to be able to willing to do that they have to willing to go the extra mile so my advice to any person listening to it is become specialized try to do what you have to do to get your job but don't think that that itself might not be automated because automation is coming it's coming very fast if i was at college and i want to do like work in the space of yeah, ai ml right, example, yeah. either as a startup or i want to work in a company like like an engineer or or yeah. part of developer what are yeah. some of the skills i should pick up while i'm at at college that depends on the subject that you're going after if you're an engineer then obviously you need to be very well versed with coding obviously right you need to understand like we use libraries like pytorch we use tensorflow these are all libraries that are used to be able to build these systems right you should be aware of data structures for example you should be very good at mathematics because mathematics is what we use to be able to build these algorithms obviously so you should be very good at mathematics uh, you should be quote and quote out of the box thinker because this is a field of uh, creativity it's a field of innovation so you have to be able to think through through these things but this engineering role but if you are a non engineer if you are a product manager or if you want to become a sales person in this particular role you still need to be able to at least understand if not the technology part of it the implications of it for your clients for your customers if you are a sales person who wants to join a ai company you need to think through okay what will an ai product bring in for that end client in terms of dollars will it save x amount of dollars over a period of how much time what will be the return of investment 
for that client right what will be again the turnaround time for that client how much workforce he can save if this is introduced into their organization so even though you're not technically involved in aspects of ai you should have to understand the consequences and implications of of ai it's not really different that's the good part about it right because people can adapt to the ai roles very very well it's just that the implications differ from a non ai versus ai that's the only difference that there is and maybe much. implications at a humanity level maybe few years down the line would be kind of uh, different and uh, and i have to ask you this question because i think no good podcast on ai would not have this question do you think ai would become conscious and if yes then what happens the way to think about it is at least the way i think about it is that there is a there is a way of setting goals for something to be done and that itself that can happen in our in our lifetime very very well ai will be able to self create goals for its own own way i'll give an example let's say i give a goal to ai eradicate poverty it's a very big goal humans are not able to do that we have been trying it for decades now we have failed at it we have of course lifted many people out of poverty china for example india for example but we haven't been able to eradicate poverty completely if i give that goal to a great ai system that eradicate poverty it has to be able to break it down to component levels create goals sub goals create a road map i think that ai will be able to do in our lifetimes ai will be able to do that you say okay yeah i think so because the reason being that ai even today if you give it let's say a goal of this particular but it's very good at rationalizing it but it doesn't understand that there are limitations in, in the real world just because you can rationalize something you can say okay do this doesn't mean you can just do it in the real world i say eradicate poverty i can just go and go out and eradicate it does it's not it's not that simple right it has to be able to build a model of the world in its own mind what things are possible what are the implications between multiple stakeholders the government the people the, the agencies the ngos everything and that level of understanding will eventually appear in ai so if i give it a, a bigger goal a grand goal it will be able to at least give me a road map that can help me with it but do you think at any point of time uh, the ai can self choose a goal or decide which is the right goal to pursue i'll give an example why why do human choose a particular goal let's say uh, to to run a company uh, to do this particular work to do that because we are driven by not just our rational but also our emotional mind it's a, it's a almost a passionate thing i'm passionate about this thing that's why i'm choosing these goals i'll get me closer to that particular passion air doesn't have those drives air doesn't have unconscious mind air doesn't have mythology air doesn't have cultural idea air doesn't have social cultural ideas it's completely devoid of these things so it doesn't have a drive to do something because it is not internally made into it what ai can do as i mentioned which is which is more realistic i would say that given a goal it can choose what is right and wrong for the short and long run it can probably guide humans it can probably help humans understand what you're doing is not valid for the short run like for example we know as humans we know climate change is happening right the earth is warming up if you don't do something about it earth will not be a habitable place to live in 50 years we know this but what are we doing we are pumping more co2 into the world what will ai say ai say your guys are really out of your mind right now you're doing things that are completely anti to your future to your future generations that ai can i think i think we will be able to do that we'll be able to create this rationalization structure between short and long term goals and execute on these things which humans cannot because we are driven by so much other than rationalization we're driven so much by other than rational thinking So, so what does the future of ai and human beings according to you look like there are three things that can happen there will be people who will be anti ai 
I mean, we will see three uh, political groups emerge over the next few decades. This is going to happen. It's already happening in our world today. People who will be anti-AI, like people who are writers who are, you know, protesting against large companies, they are in some sense anti-AI. They don't want AI to happen because it threatens their job. And I understand that. I fully understand that because if I were in their position, I would do the exact same thing. I wouldn't want a system to take my job because I have invested decades perfecting that job. I understand it. So they'll be the first people who would be, you can call them almost Terrans. Terrans as in that they want biology to be the dominant force. They want humans to be the dominant force on, on the planet. They don't want a system to replace them. Then there will be Cosmists. Okay. Cosmists are people who understand the bigger potential of AI. Okay. Which is to explore space. To colonize the planets. To go beyond our one rock. Right. And to become more than just animals. More than just biological beings. These are the Cosmists. These have a, a much more bigger vision. And they think not in decades or centuries. They think in millennia. Where will the world be a thousand years from now? Obviously, if we think in millennia, we have to consider possibility humans will be outside of solar system. They are the cosmos. And the third group, which is likely to emerge, is sort of a, a middle ground of these two. These are cyborgs. People who would adopt AI, but still will have human values, still will have human understanding, but they will be sort of a mixture of, you can call a machine and a human. So you will see these things happening. Terrans, cosmos, and cyborgs happening in the next few decades. Yeah, And I'm, I'm, I'm more likely... I'm more my personal opinion is more I'm obviously not anti AI I'm pro AI in many aspects but I'm also not focused too much that I want to you know just go beyond this biological structure just have no humans around that's also what I know so I'm somewhere in the middle yeah of it yeah thanks so much Ishan I really really enjoyed this yeah. uh, conversation and thanks so much and thank you so uh, much it was an enlightening conversation thank you thank you for listening to our podcast if you found this helpful, please share it on social media and tag us. We would love to hear your feedback and make sure to subscribe Build to Scale on your preferred podcast platform.